You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? hump day so <laughs> hi everyone welcome to the wild soul podcast with your host queen namaste open the house if it is your first time listening welcome to the show you picked an amazing podcast <laughs> where we talk about everything wild people who dance to the beat of their own drum and you got me who's a little bit of a weird oh <laughs> a little bit of a weirdo and I'm not sure if you guys can notice, but I kind of have a lisp right now and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Quick little <laughs> weird thing that I'm going to share with you before we get started. So I decided, I don't know, spontaneously, randomly thought that um, getting some direct smile club <laughs> retainers, I don't even know what to call them. I thought it would be a great idea to get direct smile club and fix my crooked teeth on the bottom of my smile, even though I don't really see the bottom teeth. So yeah, really spontaneous. Didn't think it through. Anyways, I have this clear like Invisalign thing on my teeth and I hate them. It hurts so much. It's so hard to take them on and off and you can't eat when you have them on and I love to eat. (laughs) And it's like such a freaking painful struggle to get them off. And honestly, I hardly ate today because I did not want to be in the pain of having them taking them off. And then once I take them off, my teeth really hurt and it's hard to chew and like life is just not great right now and today's only the second day and I'm already freaking out and I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? So yo, Drex Smile Club, if you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> make me, uh, make it, <laughs> make it worthwhile so I keep it on. I don't think I can return them either. They gave me all of them up for like seven months. I don't know how I'm going to do this for seven months. Note to self, next time I do the podcast, I will not wear these in my mouth because I sound funny. I can't get the hang of it yet. Anyways, (laughs) today's podcast is all about an amazing soul and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her because again, this is one of like the top five interviews that I've done since this podcast has been around. And I don't know what is in the air these days, but I'm loving it. Loving it. I interview Amanda Forrest today and I don't even know how we met each other. One of us started following each other on Instagram. I don't remember who, but she, I swear we've had past lives together because as soon as I started talking to her, I felt like I had known her my whole life. Her vibe is so amazing. She is such an old soul, but she is only 21 years old and she is just so well-spoken. You would never think she's 21. She is an intuitive tattooer. She'll talk more about that. Basically, she creates intuitive mandala designs for you for it to be a tattoo on your body. So freaking amazing. She's also a healer. She's a coach. I think she's a witch (laughs) and I just love her one of the top fives for sure. We talk about vaginas on this episode too, yoni massages, um, the witch trials. We talk about it all and it's enough about me talking about it. We're just going to start the pod because again, such a great episode and I'm definitely having Amanda back in the future because we have so much to talk about 
because like I said, she is freaking amazing and a goddess. So let's get this interview going. Here is Amanda Forrest. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Forrest, what's up? Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Are you having a good day? Amazing, now that I'm talking to you. Good, oh my god. I'm really so excited for one, just because Instagram is so amazing and I feel like it just connects everybody. I, without Instagram, I would have no idea who you are and what you offer, and it's so cool, like all the things. It's so awesome. I love Instagram and just like getting to meet so many people. Like I don't even remember how I got connected with you, but it was just yeah. like <laughs> oh. a, like a way of the universe. It's like the universe just attracts the people that we need to meet, and you are one of those people. So I'm just so happy. And I just love seeing other just like badass creative women doing awesome things because that makes me feel like I'm totally not as crazy as I think I am. Yeah. And then I have <laughs> friends who are doing all the same things. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not only for just doing what you were doing, but also for like including me in your work and your mission uh-huh. and your just your path and everything. It's just like so humbling and so awesome. So yeah, there's my little, my little squishy, I love you brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Amanda. That's awesome. And honestly, yeah, like I just love connecting people with other people and you are a dope ass soul. And I know that people here will definitely resonate with what you have to offer too. So it's just like expanding the consciousness and you're going to connect with people who need you. So whoever's listening yes. to this, it's yeah. It's all there for a reason, divinely written, and I'm just excited. So exciting. So usually how I start the podcast is a little elevator pitch, which is funny. So (laughs) you don't have to pitch yourself, but just if no one knew who Amanda Forrest was, who are you? Ooh, okay. So um, my name is Amanda Forrest, obviously. (laughs) I'm an intuitive artist. I'm a healer, and I am a coach. So the past, like year or so and this I obviously don't have a very good elevator pitch because like I just I want to immediately go in so thoroughly to everything (laughs) that I do so um I've been developing just like what exactly does my path look like and I've always been an artist and I knew that whatever I wanted to do I needed to be creating with my hands at the same time so um I was born an artist and then I realized that I have healing capabilities and I have mystic abilities. And so I developed a program that I call intuitive healing tattoo design. And it's a ritualized session where I lead people through meditations and I connect with their chakra systems and I can balance their energy while I work with them. And then I create a tattoo design based on our session together that actually just like reflects what's going on underneath their consciousness in their subconscious and brings all of these better traits of themselves to the surface so that they can continue to grow and they can manifest things that they want in their life and they can just increase their level of self-love to the point where it's almost radical not almost it is radical because I I just think that self-love is such an important thing and it's just like a big spit in the face to how society expects us to live our lives so when we love ourselves and we invest in that self-care especially like adorning our bodies with artwork I think is so powerful and so um 
I just, I just started doing that just a few months ago. And now I've had so many incredible clients who have just changed their lives from literally just like learning who they are and learning what makes them happy and what they connect easily to. And just like remembering their, their gifts. And it's just so it's mind blowing really to like see what has happened just within the last few months of me doing this. So yes, that's, um, that's like what I do with art and with healing and I'm starting to bring on women and be their mentors and show them, like lead them through the process that I had of um, embracing my self-love and being brave and owning my truth and loving everything around me in order to attract everything that I want and attract limitless abundance. So, um, yeah, I'm just really stoked. I'm in the middle of it too. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm still figuring it all out, but it's just, it's humbling. It's enticing. It's just like so exciting and it's just awesome. Wow. Oh my gosh. So many things that you said. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) For one, that is, I don't even know if I, if, is that even a thing? Like intuitive tattoo design, aligning people's chakras. Like I've never even heard of that before. You know what? Before I started it, I had never heard of it. And then I started doing it. And then right after I started doing it, I have a friend who is a Reiki practitioner and she said, oh my gosh, you need to follow these two women on Instagram who do it. And they collaborate sometimes. There's two women and they both live in Australia and they do this work. They're actually tattoo artists. So they have like their their tattooing space is also their ritual space where they take, oh my God, they're oh, badass. Oh, they're that's so, so badass. cool. <laughs> and they just started their own online course for teaching people how to do this stuff that I intuitively just started doing on my own. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to connect with them. I really wanted to take their course, but it wasn't something I could commit to at the time. But like, there are women who are doing this around the world, just like in little tiny pockets. And it's so cool because it's like, how could we have figured that out? And like, how can I get into contact with those other people who are doing the same thing? Because we we all kind of understand the same kind of concept, which totally lights me up. I'm like, where the heck did this come from? I love the fact that the only people I know who do it are in Australia, because that means I need to go there. <laughs> yep. And, um, yep. <laughs> I, um, I, on Instagram, um, I, I want all of your listeners to follow them too, because they're amazing artists. Um, one of them, her name, her Instagram name is Elijah Hart. And I can like message these to you afterwards. The yeah. other one is Wadalist Women. And they're amazing. I don't remember their like real names, but they do awesome work. So yes, there are other people and there is, it is a thing. It's like a, such a little, small, unknown thing. But within the tattooing community, it's kind of like resurfacing because tattoos were initially a sacred practice Mm -hmm. and we're bringing that back into the, to the practice instead of it being like, you know, the, the dirty edgy thing that you do. Like we're, we're, we're throwing away that stigma. It's not, it's not useful anymore. It's not necessary. We want people to embrace their true selves and to express that proudly and to wear their self-love on their sleeves and like literally so, um, so it's really it's really cool to see that there's like this tiny movement that's starting and that I am a part of it wow that is so interesting because and I feel that 
my perspective with tattoos has changed over the past couple years because before (laughs) I was like, oh, tattoos are stupid and everybody has one. (laughs) And now it's like cool to not have a tattoo because more people have tattoos than not and blah, 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 this whole story. But I don't know what's changed. Like in the last year, I'm just like, wow, like, yeah, like your body is a temple and all these temples have beautiful artwork all over the place. Yes. And yeah, and it's just like a creative expression. I don't know. And I I was a person that was like, I'm never (laughs) going to get a tattoo ever. And then I went to Bali and got two and I'm going tomorrow to get more. It's just like, oh my gosh, girlfriend, you're on a roll. (laughs) Well, yeah, they say once you have one, you can't stop. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. It's true. Yeah. What they say is true. (laughs) But I used to, I guess, care about what people thought more. You know what I mean? But now it's just like, this is an expression of me. And yeah, someone's beautiful artwork that I could wear every day and wear it proud. Like, it's a very... Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting how that's changed. (laughs) That is cool how that changed. And it's like, it's not uncommon for you to have thought that. I mean, just this weekend, I went to visit my, um, my boyfriend's parents. And I told them that I was um, going to be a tattoo artist. And they said, oh, what a waste. <laughs> so it's like there's still this just umbrella just feeling of like, wow, that's really stupid. But it's like people just yeah. don't understand. It's just like like you're not exposed to it. It's like you're, you're a product of your environment. So if you're told, if you grow up with people who don't have tattoos or people who do have some pretty ridiculous tattoos, I mean, still love and light to them course but mm-hmm. um but it's like it, that's all you know so it's it's like I'm still really pushing against that a lot of the time when I do this work is that I I'm not tend I, I don't tend to be taken seriously with my work and that has been honestly like a huge huge blessing because that shows me just how how kind of um brutal like the artist industry is like the art just community um it's like you have to know that what you're doing is right and you have to know that what you're doing is worthwhile and that is beneficial to people and since having so many clients and seeing how their lives have changed since investing in their self-care and like just really raising their vibrations and going after what they want it's like holy crap this stuff works. And I, at first, like I had hired myself a coach and, um, I was trying to figure out like what it was I wanted to do with my career. Like I thought like, Oh, maybe I want to make stickers and do t-shirts or, um, maybe I want to paint and do people's portraits and stuff. And then I had this wild idea of what if I combined like Oracle card reading and tattoo design and like Hmm. got imagery from Oracle cards and did tattoos for people. And it was just like, uh, oh, that might be cool, but it might be stupid. Like people are probably already doing that or nobody would be really interested in it. And I like on a whim one day while I was talking to my coach, I told her this and she looked at me with her eyes so wide and her jaw dropped, her her jaw dropped. (laughs) And she said, oh my God, Amanda, what the heck? That is an incredible idea. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what, what? No, it's not. What are you talking about? And over time, the more people I told about that, that same re- and that was the same reaction that they all had was, oh my God, I can't believe nobody else is doing this. This is an incredible idea. 
Because I think it's something that our society really needs because we do need to break down these stereotypes and these, these stigmas that are up. I mean, like I've, I felt some really intense shame about having tattoos before, like in certain environments. I'm like, Oh gosh, what are people going to think of me? It's like, we need to, we need to shed that because we have a lot bigger things to be focusing on now, Mm -hmm. like the collective raising of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's just Mm -hmm. my contribution to this bigger movement is like, how can I get people to be confident in themselves and really just look at themselves like beautiful goddesses that they really are so that they can go out and do what they need to do to contribute in order to be happy. So yeah, I don't blame you at all for like having those thoughts before. It's like so normal. And most of my family, I mean, uh, they, they say, Oh, you've got another tattoo. Don't have any more, please. And I'm like, thank you, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so interesting how, people project like I guess their I don't even know insecurities or opinions on you like with everything like whether that be yeah the tattoos you have on the body the way you eat the way you choose to live your life it's just really interesting that everyone's got an opinion and wants to say it to you and it's like okay thank you like (laughs) that's great I'm glad you feel that way like it doesn't matter to me it's just yeah people are funny yeah, it takes a lot too to just be like, okay, thank you, and like let it roll off your back. Mm-hmm. I used to get so upset when I would hear somebody say something like that to me because I would take it really personally and I would think like, oh my gosh, like who I am upsets somebody. That means that I'm not good enough. And then I made it all about me, and I, I got really anxious about it. And um, and like being able to notice that when people say those types of things to you, like they're really doing it out of their best like they have the good they have good intentions it's like what they know like what I was saying earlier Mm -hmm. like everyone's a product of their own environment yes so I've learned over time that when somebody says something like that to me they just don't like they don't really know what's going on with me and they don't know why I chose to have tattoos or why they why I chose not to eat meat and it's not it's none of their business to like impose and project their fears and their concerns onto me and I also know that most of the time they're doing it out of love they're like I'm really concerned for you I'm worried about what you're doing to yourself and I want to help you even though I'm not in any danger and I'm not like imposing any bad feelings upon myself they just they they just think I am so it's like (laughs) offering love and compassion and understanding to these people and saying like it's okay I understand and I don't tell them that I'm gonna go out and get more tattoos because they don't need to know (laughs) so it's like um yeah it's, it's been an ongoing process it's been a really big part of my personal transition and owning my own self-worth and it's taught me a lot about how to coach other people through mm-hmm. it too mm-hmm. which has been really helpful so it's like don't worry like people's opinions of you don't matter they're none of your business really exactly um, and give them love and compassion and know that you are still enough even when oh, yeah. 
people don't even when you're not somebody's cup of tea you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea no that's exactly that's something that I learned when I was first doing my yoga teacher training is like the teachers are saying you are not going to be liked by everyone and nor should you you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. if you are constantly looking for people's um, attention or acceptance you're going to make yourself miserable and another quote that I heard the other day actually and I wanted to share it um is I will not stay silent so you can remain comfortable which is like even in regards to your tattoos and making people feel uncomfortable with all these tattoos like I don't know why they care about what you do with your body but do you know what I mean you're we're not here we're not here to make people feel comfortable like when people are comfortable they do not grow and we play small and that's not what we're here to do on this earth that's not what we need no yeah yeah and if something that makes somebody feel uncomfortable they need to look within and explore why that is do you know Mm -hmm. like yeah it's just a reflection of what they're going through exactly and it's it's all projection (laughs) I wanted to ask you so have you always had this intuitive knowing and like did you always have these skills were you always into oracle reading how did that come about with you I have always been surrounded by ritual my whole life. Um, my mom used to, well, she still does, but she has always burned different kinds of candles on specific days um, to bring in different, um, like like on the eighth of every month, um, she would burn a green candle for abundance because eight is the number of abundance and <sighs> green is also um, yeah. <laughs> just attracting financial Money. wealth. and. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I've always kind of grown up around ritual and around cards. My mom always had angel cards around. And um, my mom is also a life coach. So she taught me a lot about what I know now. And um, I have always had an intuitive knowing. I've always been very, um, very uh, conscious of other people's energy. I've always been very empathic. But it actually was, it actually just, what's the word I'm looking for? it killed me at one point because I didn't know how to control it. And so I was super empathic to all of the wrong people, especially when I was still growing up, I was just trying to find friendships. I was trying to find relationships and my empath, my empathic abilities really got in my way because I was putting all of my time and my energy into my love into people who were energy vampires. Mm-hmm. So I decided to turn that part off of me and, um, completely reject my intuition because I felt like if I exposed my intuition and if I was vulnerable, I would just get taken advantage of and I would be hurt and it would not be safe for me. And, um, and I see that happening with a lot of other women too. It's like, we are mystics. We have these ingrained mystical abilities. We all have symbolic dreams and we don't think about these things because if we we're free to express them we would not be safe or we would be taken advantage of or people would just latch on to us and suck all of our energy out which is what happens a lot of the time so um yeah yeah that was a long answer to your question <laughs> but um I have always had these abilities I haven't always loved them about myself and since embracing them I've realized that this is my dharma and this is something that I need to help awaken in a lot of other women because it's 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 life-changing stuff it is goddess stuff. Goddess. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel you there, sister. Like, as women, I feel like we are generally intuitive, and from a young age, we were told that, like, oh, our dreams are just dreams, and there's no, like, fairies around, there's no monsters under the bed, what is is what you see, but there's, I feel that there's so many other dimensions, there's just so many other factors to this life, and we are spiritual beings having a human experience, Yes. And yes, I love what you're doing because I feel more people need to wake up to their true power and we don't give ourselves enough yeah, credit of how powerful we actually are. Yes, yes, because we don't believe we're good enough. Mm-hmm. I know, it's so sad. I know. Yeah. It's silly. And we all do it. I'm, I'm Myself included. This whole last yeah. week I was worrying about it. It's It's like nobody is at the other side. Nobody has completely like reached enlightenment like consciousness is not about becoming jesus christ (laughs) it's not possible consciousness is just about awareness and being open and being vulnerable and speaking your truth and being brave and knowing when to have boundaries and just respecting yourself it's just about being aware and just having that awareness in everything that you do and then the more you do that over time the more incredible things are going to start showing up. So it's just consistency over time, compassion over time, and just like see what happens. See what abundance comes to you. See what avenues open up for you to chase your dream life. Like just how, like nothing is impossible, basically. The word itself says I'm possible. <laughs> so yes. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's epic. <laughs> oh, you never heard it? I'm like, oh, that's so no. cliche. That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, that's mm. cool. No, it's so, the truth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So you're doing these mandalas, but you haven't actually tattooed anyone before? I have not tattooed anyone before. Okay. This week, I'm going to actually buy all of my tattoo equipment and start tattooing myself. Oh my gosh. So that's something that I'm like actually doing now. I've wanted to do it for years and I always just said like, no, no, not the time because I mean, like you're tattooing skin, it's permanent, it's kind of scary, but I've been practicing for so long with paper and these techniques that I've learned from actual artists and it's like, I'm just ready to try it out and wow. actually do it, but I'm, I'm not like trained or certified or anything, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to come out of that, but no, I haven't actually tattooed anyone yet. What I do is I do the, I do the design and then through image, um, through energy work, I get imagery as especially a lot of colors, but I only do my designs in black and white. So I'll send like basically instructions for the tattoo artist that, that my client can then take to their favorite tattoo artist and get, get their, um, their work done and then get the color applied and everything if they want color. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I can't wait to tattoo. I That's part of my plan. Um, yeah, oh. I've just been waiting a long time to do it. And oh, my gosh. It. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can just see it like you having your own tattoo studio, but it'd be like this holistic studio as well. And it's like all these boss women. And it's just like this collective. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited Girlfriend, for you. Girlfriend, you don't even know. I'm so it's going to be so cool. <laughs> oh, I need to move to California. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so cool. Oh, I want one done like 
ASAP. <laughs> so if you can, so if yeah, so if someone wants one done and they don't live in California, do you do it over like yeah, Zoom or Skype or something? So how does it work? I do. Okay, great. Yes, I do it over Zoom, and it's um, it's really easy. It's just like you have to prepare for it, of course, like you would for an in-person session. And wear comfy clothes and just be somewhere quiet, like a, on in your bedroom or in your garden or something. And then we just talk, and it's really awesome. And I connect with you, and we do all of the work there, and then I'll send you everything afterwards. So it's like, yeah, it's just like a really cool, comprehensive virtual session. Ugh, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank like, you. I, I wish I could draw, because I'm like, that's so cool. It's up my alley. Like, art. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, maybe if I tr- practiced, but... You know when you yeah you know when you're in school and they make you do art and then you compare your art to everybody else's when you're you can't be doing that I know comparing art to other people's it's art I know it's creative expression of your true self it's art nobody's looks the same (laughs) I know and it's yeah it's programming that I have to get rid of because actually (laughs) funny story there's this one time. This event, like apparently I've done a couple of personal development courses and they're saying there's a few events in your life that kind of make you the person that you are and have the beliefs that you do. So one of the earliest memories that I have of myself is actually freaking in art. <laughs> it's so fucked. Oh was, my gosh. I know. I was in preschool. <laughs> I was in preschool and we were like making, I don't know, squirrels or something out of paper. But it was like um, like a, a two di- three-dimensional kind of scroll. You put it on a popsicle stick, and then if you turned it on one side, it would be like one side of it, and then the other side. So like the eyes were on either side of the paper kind of thing. <laughs> but Cute. I, I did mine two-dimensionally, so it was just like the two eyes on the same piece of the side of the paper. And yeah, so I did that and looked around, and everyone else's was different than mine. And then the teacher came around and she's like, oh no, you did it the wrong way. You're supposed to do it like this, like with the eyes on either side of the paper. And I felt so, like in that moment, I felt so stupid and yeah. so weird. Like that's like a weird ass memory from like four, how old are you in preschool? I don't even know. But like from then on, I was like, oh wow, I'm stupid. And like, I'm not like everybody else and I'm not good at following directions or good at art. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. It's just interesting how, like, little events in your life, like, shape the person that you are. And most of the time, people are unconscious of it. They don't even know. They don't even realize. Yeah. 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 I had, like, kind of a really similar experience. Like, when I was in preschool, we were coloring, and um, I was coloring up and down because that's how it feels good with my freaking (laughs) arm. Like, it's, it's coloring, and my teacher came up and she said, no, you're doing that wrong. You have to do it side to side. And she like tried to get me to do it side to side. And me being the people pleaser that I am, I was like, I felt so shameful about that. But I also didn't want to do it the way that she told me to. So I said, uh, no, my mom won't let me color that. <laughs> because I didn't know what else to say. Because I just wanted to do what I was doing and like just have fun. And she was like, oh, really? And so she pretended to call my mom (gasps) in front of me and told me that I lied (gasps) and that I needed to do it the way that she told (gasps) me to. Oh, my goodness. And so the rest of that day, I remember just, like, 
silently crying while I was coloring because I just felt so stupid and so ashamed. And I, I feel you on that. And that, that was like, that stuck with me up until like, like now, like I've had some pretty, pretty, like not very good art teacher experiences where like, you're told you just have to do it one way and that is the right way. And if you don't do it that way, then you're stupid. And what the hell are you doing? And um, so, dude, I feel you. Wow. I feel you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, like it's I just, thought I was the only one. Oh my goodness. Wow. I feel like it's just like as teachers even like, wow. Like, especially from zero to seven years old, children are like sponges and you can literally program mm. a human and you have to be so careful in what you say because their brains aren't fully developed and they can take things the total wrong way. Yes. And yeah, like I don't need, like, what would I do in that situation? Like if I was a teacher and the kid was coloring a different way, like would I even say anything? Like, I don't even know. It's so yeah. I probably wouldn't. I'd yeah. be like cool man (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you are an artist and you're like do exactly what you said like art is the creative expression it's no one's the same which is true wow it's exploration yeah our our programming is a is like so much more important than we think it is because a lot of times we're not even aware of it because a lot of it did happen when we were that young and it just gets stuffed down in your subconscious where all of the shame and all of the triggers live and all of your beliefs about how you're not being good enough or you're not you're not cool enough or smart enough or sexy enough or pretty enough mm-hmm. and it just stays there until you have the chance to fix it and so um a great quote that i have from um jen sincero she wrote you are a badass oh, i love that book. she said that isn't that amazing it's a great book, book. Yeah. Uh, she says that it's not your fault that you're fucked up it's your fault if you stay I'm sorry if I if I um, cursed on your podcast and you don't want me to curse on your podcast. No, it's all good. Okay, (laughs) but um, but yeah, like like we all have this subconscious programming that has followed us for our lives, and it's up to us if we want to recognize it and have compassion for it, and then take steps to change it and actually like just put love where all of that pain used to be. Mm. And a big part of my coaching practice, when I take women as students and I teach them how to awaken their divine feminine is a big part of it is embracing your sexual energy. Yeah. Because I think a lot of this subconscious programming has to do with the shame around sex, especially like, like the way that I grew up knowing about sexuality was like, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant or you're going to get a disease. And that's all I learned like in school. And another, um, the reason why I bring this up is because like when we were talking about those instances in preschool, I had another um, memory that I've kept with me for so long where I was at school and um, I was probably like only four or five years old. And I went up to the teacher's assistant and I said, miss, my vagina hurts. And she said, what? And I said, my vagina hurts because like at home, my mom is so open. She like completely understands. She is in full support of the fact that I'm a girl and that I should be proud of that. And so I had no reason to think that what I said was wrong or dirty, but she said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she pulled me to, she pulled me aside and she said, 
we don't use that word. That's a nasty word. Oh. Said you don't say that word. That's a grown up word. And I have like already been taught the word by my parents. And I was like, I don't understand. But she was like, that is a nasty word. She's like, you don't mm. say that word. Mm. And like, mm. I, I really took what she said to heart because of course, like I said already, I'm a people pleaser. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that that's also true. And so it created this confusion within me and it made me feel shameful and I never ever asked any any grown up like that again about like what was going on with my body and I was thinking like oh my gosh what if and like this wasn't the case I, I had a very safe wonderful childhood but like what if a little kid approached a teacher and said something like that and they had been sexually abused yeah. like the teacher oh. just breezes over that because you're not allowed to use those words. Oh my God. Like children are trying to communicate with you. And if you're not listening to them, you could really brush over something pretty goddamn major. (laughs) So even though that wasn't what happened to me and I'm so grateful for that, that still was like, I can't imagine the shame that I would be feeling if that had happened to me, because I still have been carrying all of this shame just from what she said, because Mm -hmm. I had an itchy badge, <laughs> like had a urinary tract infection or something. I don't know. But, um, but like, yeah, stuff like that. Oh man. It's like, I don't know where a lot of my shame around my sexuality and my, my existence as a, as a cisgendered female, I don't know where a lot of this, this shame came from, but I know that it's, it goes deep. Mm. And I know that I've, I've always lived with undertones of sexual shame Mm -hmm. and it's really just like it's inhibited my growth and my expansion as an artist because our sexuality energy and our creativity energy are very much one and the same and very much intertwined with each other and they themselves those energies have a romance so you have to have one in order to have the other one function properly so in my growth as an artist and doing this energy work I've realized that a lot of where my power comes from is my sexuality Mm. and so I've been going through a lot of reprogramming with like old subconscious beliefs like that because it's just like it's it's so normalized and it's so overlooked and we don't we just don't think about it because it doesn't seem to be important and it so is tantric energy is our life force yeah it's it's wow our, what is it called um I don't remember there's a there's a term for it but um I can't remember it right now but yeah so oh my gosh it girl. Goes- <laughs> Amanda like what you just said I feel like will resonate with so many women because oh my gosh yeah even even now it's funny as women we're so kind of disconnected to all of our parts and especially our womb and yeah our feminine energy our sexual energy and I'll tell you a story because I haven't really um, discussed it yet on here or like my blog but while I was in Bali (laughs) I did a, a yoni massage and yeah 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 yeah. and for those people that don't know what yoni massage is basically people call um your vagina or like yeah you are down there I'm using air quotes down there as Mm -hmm. as yoni because even like yeah the sexual shame that you said that we feel we don't even like we're so disconnected from it we say down there 
Like, I yeah, said right? down there, like, yeah, like, what the fuck is that about? Like, just, yeah, all this programming. Your hoo-ha? Yeah. Like, just call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, give it a name. Or, you know, yeah. like, it's a beautiful part of you, and that's what makes us women. Anyways, so, yeah, this woman called herself the witch, or, yeah, the the vagina witch. <laughs> and oh, my she, gosh, yes. she gives women vagina massages. And I was like, I just have to try this out. Like one in Rome, one in Bali. Like <laughs> I've oh never gosh. heard of, <laughs> I've never heard of this before. And I will tell you right now that it, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And I Whoa. wish it was available to every single woman on the planet because. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was nuts. <laughs> it was three hours. <laughs> wow oh my gosh I needed to teach my boyfriend how to do that I know right oh my gosh it was crazy but like she also kind of like asks you if like she want you want her to talk through it or stuff because like even even I have all these parts inside of me but we feel shame and like we I don't know some women might not go down on themselves go down on themselves so you like pleasure themselves (laughs) (laughs) that would be nice if you're that flexible Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, don't even know all the parts of this intricate body that they have. Yeah. So she was just like describing all of this to me and that, like, she did a full body massage and then generally then worked her way down to like my labia and like the outer lips, the inner lips, and then inside and like around and pressing on certain parts. And like when she would press on certain parts, it would wow. go, yeah, it would go to like my freaking back or like down my leg. Like it was just intense. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, the womb space holds so much magic. It holds so much creation and abundance. Like we yes. literally give life through there. Um, and then I had like a Shavasana at the end and I was seeing like stars and just crazy, crazy stuff. And it was like an awakening, I feel. And I was starting to feel, yeah, I know I was starting, I didn't want to feel so much shame and that I let some of it go that day. There's, it's still there and I need to work on it, but it was a wonderful experience and I just felt so powerful by the end of it. I'm like, every woman needs to do this. It's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I've heard about womb massages as in like ad- abdominal massage. Oh yeah. It's really prominent in the Mayan culture, but never that, like inside and in, like the, the vaginal walls and everything, mm-hmm. that, is, is, that is amazing. Yeah. And that totally, it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so numb down there for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Down there, I the said down, down there. I know, see? I know. In our yoni, yeah. And, um, yoni, I think, and um, I'm. Don't quote me on this, but I think that yoni itself means either sacred space or temple. Do you do you know if that one? I don't know, so I'm okay. gonna assume you're right. It means one of those things. Yeah. So, listeners, do your homework. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't take what I say as truth, but it does mean something. Like it's a Sanskrit word yeah. for this female space that is the cauldron for creation like literally literally and figuratively so um yeah it makes perfect sense to me that that is a thing and that that is just so life-changing and now I'm gonna get myself to bow to Bali (laughs) and get me a yoni massage because holy crap right yeah I know but um but apparently they're they're all over the place you just have to look for them so 
Do I bet research. there's some in California. Oh, yeah. I feel like that that could be like a California thing. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Oh my gosh, so cool. So also I wanted to ask you, switching gears a little bit, um, but I'm really glad that we talked on that, the sexual topic and uh, yeah, our sacred space. I'd like to go back to that. Maybe another episode I can have you back on because like that could be a whole other yes. podcast. I would love to. Yeah. Um, you, so you do the tattooing, but you also do coaching. So tell me a little bit about that. So that's something that is still in the works right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had my own coach just walk me through a little bit about um, leading people. And I am now bringing women together in group spaces. So I'm having lioness rising, um, group circles as I call them. Um, because my, my podcast is called the lioness Academy and I call myself the lioness. And so, um, I am going to bring women together in sort of like a book club ritual space, just a safe space where we can talk kind of like how we're talking about right now. Um, just get to know each other and talk about these things like sacred sexuality and psychology and mysticism and Ayurveda and yoga and meditation and all of the things that we feel ostracized about, like in normal conversation, we can come into this space and feel safe and loved and supported to talk about these things that light our souls up, like kind of like a coven space. Mm. So that is what I'm focusing on right now as my coaching, because I get to facilitate these groups and bring these women together and help make them feel safe and secure and just nurture friendships basically and connections with other women because I've had a lot of resistance to it. And I had a lot of resistance to launching my one-on-one coaching program because I still have some really detrimental limiting beliefs about other women being my competition. Mm. So before I could start being a one-on-one mentor for, for women, I needed to gather with women in a space and create a sacred sisterhood that will both um, support all of us and also uplift me to do this work and feel confident doing it. And, um, and so, yeah, right now, like, I, um, I talk about a lot of the topics that I will coach on and, um, I speak about these things with the women that I work with, but, um, yeah, I, I'm like still very new at this. Um, so like I haven't launched my program yet, but that, that wasn't a very good launch for my program just now, but yeah, I'm, I'm gathering women in spaces and, and like meeting, I'm going to be doing it on my college campus and just see where that goes. So right now it's very open. I do know that my Dharma is to coach. So that is going to manifest however it does. And I'm just really excited to see where it goes because lionesses are rising Oh. And it's just, it's oh. just the rising of this Shakti energy, this divine yes. feminine energy that I think is going to change the world. There's a huge shift coming around about our current paradigm mm. and bringing women together and talking about these things and just putting our magic together. Oh my God. Imagine all of the things <laughs> that we can accomplish when we come together with our magic. So that's my main goal. Oh my gosh, Amanda, that is so cool. <laughs> you are so cool. Like, yes, creating that sisterhood, that coven, that space where we can all connect and share our ideas and then just like blast off into the cosmos. Like, whoa. And I love how yeah. you mentioned about like you're struggling with the idea of your sisters being your competition. Mm-hmm. And I you know that was something that I struggled with also. And it's like when we resist other people, 
and especially women, I don't know, like we're not supposed to compete with each other. Like I hate it. Like I don't, I don't know when that started and it pisses me off so much. And of course, yeah, it's still an old paradigm that we have to continually work with and evolve, but it feels so much better when you're supporting another woman instead of freaking like talking smack behind her back and wanting her to fail. Like it just feels so much better. It's a win-win for both of you. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like, yeah, just I again, do. I saw this up. really funny post yesterday yeah. that said, like, putting other women down is stank coochie energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's nothing more true than that. That is, that's the epitome of what I'm talking about. Oh, like, we want, we want fresh, juicy pussies here. Like, we <laughs> we want to uplift each other. We want... We want yoni massages. We want yoni steaming. We want a sacred dance. We want like all of this stuff together. We want a sisterhood. You yes. don't need any of that stain coochie energy around here, man. Stain coochie. <laughs> That's funny. That's freaking amazing. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> we want like a <laughs> what juicy pussy. That's so awesome. It's so true though. Like when you like, and how good does it feel spreading kindness around? Like, gosh, it feels so good. I run into so many just wonderful, beautiful women every day. And like, I, I love fashion and I love it when I see a woman with a good ass look on. And so when I go up and I I compliment at least two people a day because I make that my life policy. Mm -hmm. And so when I do that and I just, I'm out like being a light worker and sharing um, abundance and love and just compassion for other people. I can't like, I can't even fathom like the amount of confidence it instills in somebody when you just oh, lift yeah. them up. Oh like, yeah. I didn't, I had no idea how much of a difference it made. Like I, I just say, girl, I love your goddamn jeans. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you're so nice. What the heck? Like, oh my gosh. I realized that girls aren't used to being loved by other girls I know it's so we're just like yeah yeah of course that that totally comes from like like when I was in high school I wanted to be friends with the mean girls because I thought that that would make me popular and desired and loved yeah and it was not it was not the right way of going about things so I I understand at a very deep level just like the amount of hatred that can come from being a girl in in a space with other girls and it's like this girl hates just gotta stop somewhere. Oh, I know. Because once it stops and we start uplifting each other, oh my gosh. Unstoppable. Like, we're literally. gonna start bringing in the healed masculine energy too. Uh, we're gonna start creating this harmony with each other uh, and just like <laughs> healing the whole world just yeah. from coming together. And you said that you didn't really know where this girl hate came from. I know a lot about it. Like, it's, it's, throughout history is just this conditioned over time just the subordination of women and the um pitting us against each other um and i i can't go into it today because it would take up probably like three hours of a history lesson but like the witch trials i'll just leave it at that yeah because that's a big example of when that was happening the church was forcing women to testify against each other mothers against their daughters daughters against their mothers and sisters against each other because it was a it was a matter of survival mm-hmm. the only way for you to survive was to throw each other under the bus and may the best win and that was just a complete destruction of our mysticism and our innate healing abilities and that's I think a lot of the reason why we don't feel safe to express these things about ourselves and come together and and 
feel comfortable talking about our healing and our connections with spirit. And from what I've experienced, a lot of women, if not all of them, have these abilities and we're just too scared to to express them and there's nothing more powerful than a woman that is no longer afraid because we've just been taught to be afraid Mm -hmm. and be ashamed of ourselves Mm -hmm. so that's that's wow big stuff yeah and I could go into it too I've I've got like multiple essays books about like the history of it it goes really Really, deep like I could write a whole ass dissertation on this oh my gosh insane definitely do that I want to have you on again and actually talk about that because I would love yeah I'd love to learn more about that and yeah it is so just ingrained in us and yeah like we don't even realize it like ancestral wounds like we go back and back and back to that like somewhere down the family tree the line like a great 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 grandmothers like that could have been them like you know what I mean and yes yeah these these codes and patterns that have been passed down through the generations and we haven't took the time to heal from it yeah yeah oh my goodness we all have the opportunity to break tons of generational curses with this work yes so that's that's why it's so important it's like this isn't just taking bubble baths and getting your yoni massaged this is rewiring centuries upon centuries of just female wounding Mm -hmm. and coming back to a healed place in order for us to fully express our goddess divinity because we all have it it's just like it's hiding a lot of the time and we just have to go and dig it up and bring it to the surface and feel our whole bodies and just reconnect with our earthly selves and also being able to ascend and transcend and transform and be our highest selves that are in line with spirit. And it's big work and it's a big long process and there's so much to talk about and that's why I have my own podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like there's just I I could go on and on and on and on and on but it's just like it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating because there's it's psychology and it's history and it's at the same time this woo woo mysticism spirituality stuff that a lot of people think is crap but I'm like I can relate it to real life stuff that has happened and you can't deny the fact that we're not doing so well as a human race Mm -hmm. and we're not really asking ourselves why Mm -hmm. and nobody has really asked nobody has ever asked the women so it's like we've come this far without asking the women for guidance and and bringing to bringing us all together so imagine like all of the history making stuff that could happen from us coming together as one and really unleashing our magic upon the whole entire world the whole universe <laughs> like it's just it's so crazy to me oh amanda <laughs> you are really, so cool I'm really hyped about it oh my god though you are so cool and yeah i can't believe you're 21 what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, old soul. My, I could just like my this... boyfriend is an old soul too. Uh, I could listen yeah, to you forever. I could listen to you forever. <laughs> I'm like, you're so knowledgeable. Oh my gosh. You're so um, sweet. Thank you. Um, well, talking about your podcast, that's a great like segue of um, where can people find you and talk about the podcast that you have and how people can book a session with you. Say it all. Yes. Self-plug. Absolutely. Okay, so my podcast is called The Lioness Academy, mm-hmm. and it is available on Spotify and Podbean. And I 
have a website. It's amandakforest.com. And that is where you can find the consultation booking for my intuitive tattoo rituals. And you can also follow me on Instagram at akforest. And my um, Lioness Academy Instagram is at the Lioness Academy. Super easy. (laughs) And there I post um, a lot of just really cute visuals a lot of um visual imagery that is all just like really high vibe and i also um just let you know what i'm talking about in the podcast sometimes i do live videos and um live trainings and free trainings and stuff like that so it's really just like whatever i think of posting that is super fun that's that's what you're gonna get (laughs) i don't have a set schedule for things but Um. you can find me there and um, you can always reach out to me and DM me and talk to me because I just love making new friends. I mean, obviously, that's my whole work. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, please reach out to me. Oh, my gosh. Amanda, <laughs> that was uh, – I'm so happy to have met you and for you to be here and share your knowledge with everyone. And I, we need to do this again. You'll definitely be on again. Yes, yes. Yes, I will. Because oh, you're gosh. you rock my socks. Seriously. <laughs> and you're so cool. So um, thank you so much for having me on. I can't course. even like gosh, of course. this has just been such a good time. Thank you for like heating me up. Yeah. And, like letting all of my stuff come out. I'm like, yes, I'm so passionate about this stuff. Yeah. Like, guys, I gotta talk. Yes. But yes, it goes I, through. I'm so grateful. So thank you. I'm grateful too, sister. We'll have we'll talk we'll talk more. We got like five more podcasts under our belt for sure. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. I'm excited. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Namaste. Namaste, my dear. <laughs>